like, I want to organise Glastonbury. Oh, wow. That's what I want to do. Until I did sales, I always was, could never do sales. That's just, like, not me. I'm not interested in being that pushy salesperson. Yeah, as well, you kind what, of, what people expect a salesperson to be. Exactly. Welcome to this week's episode of 22 Minutes. Um, today, I'm delighted to be joined by uh, Flo Hancocks, Sales Director of Autograph Events. Uh, Flo, thank you for joining. Thank you um, for having me. Hopefully, um, we're going to delight people of the world of sales today. <laughs> um, no, um, hopefully today, just we want people to understand more about your journey you know, and, and how you got to where you are today. Um, but before we go into that journey, um, Flo, can you kind of remember, um, obviously, autograph events you're kind of in the event space can you remember your first ever event um and it was was it that that kind of sparked that career path okay first ever event uh it was for um an association based in coventry actually when i first moved here from my hometown so i was 20 um and it would have been a seminar probably for about 50 people um quite standard there was nothing fancy about it I don't think but I think it was just actually the camaraderie the team work um yeah it just kind of made me think actually this might be the path for me I fell into it it wasn't an intentional career path although I've said that probably for the last 25 <laughs> years more but when the um careers lady asked me at school what we're we gonna do where do you want to go I was like I want to organize Glastonbury Oh, wow. Oh, that's what I want to do. And then actually never pursued any form of yeah. sort of academic route to do that. And so, yeah, I was just, I guess I was lucky. Wow. So, so do you want to kind of go into that journey in a little bit more detail then? So kind of yeah. that first event as to, to where you are now, how, how did they, you stumble into it? Um, so literally, uh, previously lived in Surrey, um, met my now husband of 20 years uh, was applying for jobs just up in Coventry and this job came up as a, an administrator for a, a seminar and conference team. Um, I thought I'll go for that. Looks quite good, good prospects. Um, worked there for a few years, met a fab group of girls who were all still really good friends together um, and then moved on to my next role in a marketing company uh sort of was banging the drum for events there as well but it wasn't something that really they wanted to go down that route had my first child who's now 18 I feel very old uh and when I came back after maternity leave went into an agency for an event management agency yeah. and conferencing agency um and was there as part of their conference team so we were doing venue searching um, working with quite a wide team uh, and then fell into the world of sales in that agency and did that for nearly four years and actually really liked that side of things. Um, and it was kind of from there I went into venues. So I've worked in a couple of large scale venues, one being CBS Arena, previously the Rico. Just love, love the industry, love the hospitality, love the kind of network yeah, and it just kind of, it's just stuck in my blood, really. And then during COVID, got furloughed and just had to find the next kind of route and autograph events popped up. 
And my MD even says to me, she was like, oh my God, you just hassled me. And I was like, <laughs> the advert had only been on LinkedIn for 40 minutes. And I was like, oh my God, quick, I need to phone her. Phoned her, emailed her. And then we were in conversation about a week later. Um, and that's three years ago. Yeah, three years ago in November. So from an event side, you've been, you know, in your career, you've kind of worked at all levels of like, you know, running an event, you know, yep. organizing an event all the way through to the sales side, which you're absolutely kind of now. What yeah. kind of is the sales kind of obviously, are you still now less involved in the event itself? Or do you still try and get you kind of involved as, as much as you can? Um, we're a small team. So although I'm less involved, actually, day to day, sort of on site when we're doing event management jobs, I think the the knowledge from being sort of I've been client side, I've been at a venue, I've been in an agency previously, all of that knowledge helps to build towards like the end proposal for the client that yeah. you're working with. So I do find it difficult to keep my aura out of things, <laughs> but we're a small team. So actually the venue knowledge that I've got sort of around the UK is pulled upon because we've got new members of the team coming on board. So actually they're being educated as well. I think sales side of things, as much as I was kind of, I think I probably would have, until I did sales, I always was, could never do sales. That's just like, not me. I'm not interested in being that pushy kind of salesperson. Yeah, as well, you kind what, of, what people expect a salesperson to be. Exactly. Um, so I'm quite different. And I think actually the hospitality industry doesn't work for that kind of sales anyway it's it's more about the relationship and how you deal with people and how you convey your knowledge and how you work with them and understand what they need and how you can bring that to them rather than saying this is what we do this is how we do it take it or leave it yeah. it's not about that at all and i think we'll we'll go into that sales kind of thing in a bit more detail we had a quick conversation before this and i think there's mm. a really good piece there um, but do you find that as a, now in your role of sales, having that background in the actual events industry itself and running events and things like that, does that make the sales process easier? I think it can do because if you're talking to a prospective client and they've got an idea of what they want to do, you can talk from knowledge and previous experience. Okay, that does work and we can absolutely do that. And this is how we do it. And this is who we talk to about helping you to do it. And on the flip side, you can look at something and think, you haven't got the budget for that, or yeah. that's not going to work. We can't get you elephants into a boardroom. You know, it's kind of, you know, you have to be realistic with them. So I think it actually makes it easier because you don't get three weeks down the line and then turn around and disappoint them. You can have that knowledgeable conversation at the very beginning. Yeah. And they quite like the fact that actually you're not coming in as a salesperson selling them the dream yeah you're going in there with the knowledge that you've done it you've seen it and you can really help them so you're edu yeah, educating them yeah absolutely and, and obviously sales i mean i think sales is is fun i, I think yeah I think you do too <laughs> yeah. um but at the same time it comes with a lot of pressure so kind yeah. of how do you find how do you balance that pressure versus you know something that you actually enjoy doing because it can often be a challenge it is and i think it is i think because we're quite a small team and the operation side of things is kind of 99% of the business. And then there's me. Um, 
sometimes that pressure, you do feel it's all on your shoulders, mm. especially when you can see facts and figures and you have to be ahead of those rather than kind of just thinking, oh, don't worry, you know, didn't convert that, that's fine. It's kind of having a good support around you. So Victoria, my managing director, we're quite a good balance for each other. So when there's days where I'm tearing my hair out thinking, this is never going to happen or, you know, maybe there's been a week where it's been a bit quieter or a bit slack. I'll have a bit of a, not meltdown, but kind of get on the phone and just say like, this is going to be all right, isn't it? And she'll do that positive mental, come on, we can do this. We're doing it together. We're going to smash it. And then the weeks where she's just like, oh my gosh, you know, how are we going to convert this? How are we going to do this? I do the same for her. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's just, I think it's that belief I think I'm someone who kind of I want it all to happen overnight and then you have to look back and kind of go right this is where we were 18 months ago two years ago look where we are now and look what clients we've worked with in those last two years right the next two years are going to look the same but bigger and better rather than being encapsulated in the here and now Mm -hmm. you have to kind of look back to look forward I think sometimes I'm a bit like I just want it all to happen and that's just that's not how sales works it's kind of all your legwork that you've done six months ago or a year ago then comes to fruition it's yeah. not a overnight. and you can't i mean on that note you can't underestimate the power of building that pipeline can you because Absolutely. You know, that's, that's what makes or breaks i mean we've, we've always said kind of you know the stuff coming through now you know that's six months time we're going to see the the reward of that and yeah that, building that pipeline is always huge and before we were talking before I, um, I had a conversation with a business owner earlier and kind of we were talking about sales kpis and you know, often you can be led by kpis which i, I think can make it too transactional and you know mm. if you've got a, a target to hit you know i don't think always the approach that you go in is the right approach because no. you're desperate for the sale or desperate to hit the target um and, f- and for, for me it's about that relationship side of things you know if you build yeah. if you've got a strong pipeline if you build those relationships you know the, the sales will come the kpis will be met yeah it's just being consistent and building that kind of relationship side of things i mean i think that's very much your mantra isn't it oh definitely in any sales you've got to have that trust in that person that is selling to you it's not just okay yeah i trust what you're saying right i'll buy it whatever the product is you've got to kind of have that "Mm, well i'll go away and think about it and then you do that kind of of research who's spoken to this person before who's worked with you before and I've really learned especially being at Autograph I think the last three years I've kind of really appreciated that relationship and how much that does mean and how much your network can really work for you and when you're genuine and you've got a real passion for something and you really believe in what you're selling I think it comes across in any conversation you're having. And I'm, you know, I've, I like LinkedIn. A lot of people are like, oh God, it's just dull. But actually I think that's changed since COVID as well. Like people are a lot more about personal and what they're about rather than just about the product that they're representing or they're selling. And I think that's something that I've just kind of massively embraced and really sort of regained confidence in is I adore what we stand for at Autograph and what Victoria has built over the previous years to me um, joining the team. 
and I know that we're really good at what we do and the experience that we've got is mega. So it's really easy for me to go out and say to anyone, work with us, we can do this for you. But what I found in the last probably six to 12 months is we've built a really good core of ambassadors that just, yes, go and talk to Autograph. They can help you with that. They've done an amazing job for us. And that's kind of like, right, it's not me. This isn't a sales pitch. This is 100% true. We do do a really good job and we've got clients and previous clients and future clients talking about us to each other. And that's just massive because they trust what we're saying and what we've done for them so building the ambassador side of things was that a a marketing strategy for you guys no absolutely not it's just just quite organic um it's yeah it's just kind of happened and it's it's really motivational for me but really motivational for the guys in the office because they're being told you're doing a really good job then those clients are going out and telling new clients go and talk to Charlie, go and talk to Rachel. She does a really good job. And it's like, that's mega. Because you can say it till the cows come home mm-hmm. to your employees, to your staff. But actually, when a customer says it, it's like, okay, this isn't just a line. I am doing a really good job. And that's massive. Knowing what you know now, what kind of is, is the best advice you would give? A, to your younger self, and B, to the those that are looking to go into sales or or the events industry um what, what kind of from your learnings what's the best piece of advice you'd give an aspiring sales director or entrepreneur crikey that's a good question probably just to to take opportunities that come ahead of you i wish that i'd been braver earlier in my career with um opportunities not just job opportunities but i don't know attending events going to exhibitions like if no one can come with me just go on your own get on the train it's not scary like you can do it but I think I was always quite what if you don't know anyone and then all of a sudden you're kind of like but that's what you do you build relationships you talk to people you do it every day you're talking to strangers it's no different like putting yourself in that sort of um environment and don't be fearful of things not happening overnight kind of if I look at my it's taken from being 20 and starting when I moved to Coventry to get into this point so that's 23 years later that's quite an expanse of time but in that time I've kind of done a full 360 of the hospitality industry which means that the experience I've got is broad I've built a family and a home in that time as well. And I've got a massive network of ex-colleagues and colleagues that are now friends that are kind of my sounding boards as well because they're in different careers to when we first met. So I think it's it's a bit cliche, but I guess trust the process. Yeah. And if there's something that comes across your path and you, you've just got that little bit of, oh, yeah, I probably should go for this. Just go for it because you don't know when that opportunity will come up again. Yeah, I think that's a sound piece of advice. So what you're kind of saying there is, um, you know, don't be afraid to take those risks and don't be afraid to take those opportunities when they arise. Would you say that during your career you didn't take them? Was it because of self-doubt, fear, kind of, again, 
Yeah, I think it was actually, it's that self-doubt. You kind of, it's a bit like with the girls in the office, kind of once a client says you're good enough, it's almost, okay, this isn't just a line I'm being fed. I think for me, it was that self-doubt. It was almost, I didn't feel like I'd got to the stage in my career where I was ready for the next move. Um, And it was, it was while I was on maternity leave with my third child that I was approached about a role. And I was just absolutely convinced, no, I can't do it. I wouldn't be able to do it. It's too big a step up. I'm just going back to work. You know, how could I step into that role straight from being on maternity leave? And I was, I suppose, pestered in a way to go and investigate that role a bit more. And once I did, I thought, you know what what's the worst that can happen actually they turn around to me after the end of my probation and say no do you know what you're right you weren't ready for it or this is going to be an amazing career path and I went for it and it was and it I think that was that move that made me really think do you know what you can do this you are a salesperson you have got the right I suppose tools and abilities to follow that path mm-hmm. um and that kind of solidified it i think you need people around you to almost put that self-doubt to bed because sometimes it is your head that you can't overrule yourself it's someone around you to just keep going do you know what you are all right and you're doing a really good job just keep going so surrounding yourself with people that can turn that self-doubt into positivity. Is Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that comes from previous um, colleagues who have seen you do it. And I think you'll probably know this as a salesperson as well. If someone turned around to you and said, what do you do day to day? Because you do it day to day and it's quite a natural thing that you do. It's really hard to tell them how you do it and what you do because actually you're just in it and yeah. you're just doing it. Um, so it's quite nice when, yeah, you can kind of go back and go, I've never been able to do this before. And they're like, you did that every day while I was working with you. You can do it. You kind of go, oh, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then you carry on. I think sales is always that positive mindset, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, if you, if you go into a sales pitch with a positive mindset, the outcome is likely to be better than. Yeah, absolutely. Going back to kind of autograph, you've got quite a clear kind of sustainability message. How important um, do you think that is? And and do you think as a society we need to be doing more? I think in the hospitality industry, definitely in the last, I would say 18 months, two years, it's kind of gone naught to 60, which has been really lovely. I think some businesses may still be kind of tick box exercise and it's the right thing and you have it on your website and um you know, everyone gives you a bit of a pat on the back, but I think there is a lot more we can do. You know, we're finding that clients are asking for fully vegan menus at their conferences. You know, they want to know their carbon footprint and how to monitor that. So, you know, we can do all of that for them. We do it as a business as well. Um, I think generally just across the board in society, it's just that whole thing about you do your little piece and then those bigger things will come. I think the education piece probably starts back in school, to be honest, Mm -hmm. and kids just understanding the impact that they're having. And, you know, it's even the recycling at home. 
but I think the hospitality industry we're all supporting each other a lot more venues are really you know on board and there's a lot of accreditations that they can get and we're finding that you know some of our clients will actually only use those venues that are accredited with the green um credentials that you know are doing the carbon footprint the recycling you know have they got sustainability um, mandates because i think it makes a difference and no one wants to be seen to be adding to it and if there's small things that they can do to help reduce and um, support it they are there's a kind of three-way question what does the future hold for the events industry what does the future hold for autograph and what does the future hold for flow events industry i think it it will be bigger and i think i think we'll come out of the next year 18 months and i don't know we'll all be doing things differently but almost more spectacularly and i think clients will have weathered sort of the economy and they'll have i think we'll be back to decent scale events where they've almost got budget to do the spectacular again like they were doing kind of pre-pandemic because the industry was really quite a colorful vibrant you know wild place before 2020 and i think we've definitely got the ability to be back there again and the clients will have the trust in us to do that yeah. again um for autograph i kind of think it's just going to go from strength to strength. We're in a really good place at the moment. Um, and we've got some fab like staff who are just, they've got a real um, hunger for growing themselves personally and the business. And it's very much, right, we're all in it together. Yeah. How can we make it bigger and better? And it's a lovely like team. Um, That's the sales director's dream, right? Oh, Have absolutely. everyone pulling in the right direction. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. It, yeah, it does make it so much easier. Um, yeah, so they've, you know, they've all got that thirst to be bigger and better, which is fantastic for myself. I'm super happy where I am. And I think because I adore autograph and what it stands for and Victoria and the team, it's almost like my baby. And I just, I just want to see that success grow. And I guess just keep growing on the confidence that I've built in the last three years. Um, and putting myself out there a bit more because I think since COVID I've kind of gone yes I'm doing it and pushed you know the fear to one side definitely um, and I want to do that more. Fantastic well before we kind of finish this episode we have a feature that we we like to call LinkedIn linked out so this is just a I'm just going to fire some kind of um, questions to you it's just a kind of like a one word answer first thing that comes to you. <laughs> Okay. So we'll see how this goes. It's, it's usually quite good. So uh, live event or virtual event? Live. Breakfast or dinner? Dinner. Solo dream or thriving team? Thriving team. Working from home or event in Rome? Oh, event in Rome. <laughs> Getting work done or 10K run? At the moment, 10K run because I'm training for a half marathon. Oh, when's Shameless that? Shameless plug. When's that? <laughs> uh, it's October the 8th. It's the Royal Parks half. Oh, wow. Best for meeting for needs. I just need to say that as well. <laughs> um, more money or more holidays? More holidays. <laughs> Podcast or music on full blast? Podcast at the moment. Progress or perfection? Progress. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Flo, thank you so much for joining us. Thank and you. Um, you people can 
hopefully follow you and, and see the journey of what's moving yeah, forward. Absolutely. Thank you.